Welcome everyone to the Lo-Fi Poly Sci Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right, Lo-Fi's and Lo-Fidelity, low-quality, in-your-face, messy-ass-can-be global news show. Here we're going to talk about that famous question, what's going on in the world today? We'll be covering five headlines from across the globe and then choose one to go into a more detailed analysis. The news fresh off the press. Source, BBC News, Africa section. Nigerian woman put up for sale in Lebanon, rescued. The Lebanese man arrested for human trafficking was caught by Lebanese officials after tracing his Facebook account to his location. Facebook, which he used to try to sell the woman as a maid or a domestique for 1,000 US dollars. BBC's investigative journalists have uncovered a large black market industry of selling women in such a way using Facebook and other platforms online. The implications. It's so often we have to report on the tragedy of human trafficking across the globe. It's a welcome change that authorities were able to save a life this time. Let us hope this opens a new chapter in the fight against human trafficking, one in which more people will be saved, and we can rejoice in their return to freedom. Next up, Source, Reuters World News. EU opens new legal case against Poland over muzzling judges. That's right, students of Lo-Fi Polisai. The EU and Poland are back in the headlines again. We've reported in the past how the EU has ruled against Poland's ruling Law and Justice Party for the censorship and new laws making it possible to discipline judges that do not follow the party line. Well, the EU is now giving the country two months to change its ways. The implications. The Law and Justice right-wing Nationalist Party is holding firm on its laws, pushing against the intrusion of the EU into Polish internal politics. While they may have a point about invasion of sovereignty, Poland surrendered that sovereignty to become part of a pro-democracy economic union. Hey, EU, maybe it's time you pass Poland a dictionary on what you mean by the word democracy. Maybe they're using North Korea's definition. Footnote. Lo-fi listeners will remember that North Korea's real name is actually the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Moving on. And now it's time for Weekly Wednesday with Transparency International. Last week we finished covering Central American countries, and this week we're moving further south and began our segments on South American countries, starting with Colombia. Geography lesson, lo-fi listeners. Colombia borders the Caribbean Sea to the north, Venezuela to the east, Brazil to the southeast, Peru and Ecuador to the south, and the Pacific Ocean to the west. And remember, Transparency International's Corruption Perception Index ranks countries and territories between 1 and 180, as well as providing a score of 0 to 100, 0 being very corrupt and 100 being very clean. And Colombia comes in at 96 out of 180 countries and territories across the globe, with a 2019 score of 37 out of 100. Both the ranking and score put the country in the lower half of more corrupt countries in the world. Colombia is tied at 96 with Tanzania, Ethiopia, Vietnam, and Gambia. Below it, tied at 101, is Kosovo, Bosnia-Herzegovina, Panama, Thailand, and Peru. Above it, tied at 93, is Sri Lanka, Timor-Leste, and Ecuador. These are 13 countries across the globe with very similar levels of corruption in their business worlds and governments, although the degree between each varies across each case. Colombia has been fighting the effects of hosting some of the most powerful drug syndicates on earth for the past 50 years, as well as a long-term insurgency, or freedom fighters turned drug runners and kidnappers, the FARC, since 1964. The FARC, or Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, have in recent years held peace talks with the Colombian government, sometimes successful, other times not. While the chance for peace between the FARC and the government has looked promising, we're still waiting to see how, and if, this 56 years conflict will come to a close. We'll be watching, Colombia. We'll be watching. And now for our headline in the spotlight segment. Source, Reuters World Section. Russia flies nuclear-capable bombers over the Baltic Sea in training exercise. 
Quick geography lesson for low-fi poli-sci students. The Baltic Sea is in northeastern, northeastern Europe and is surrounded by, in order north to east and circling around back to the north, Finland, Russia, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland, Germany, Denmark, and Sweden. The two Russian bombers were intercepted and escorted by fighter jets from Finland, Denmark, Poland, and Sweden. Russian government officials stated that this was a routine training exercise and done in international waters, making it completely legal. The background and implications of this story. Let's talk about training exercises for a second, lo-fi listeners. Militaries across the globe are constantly training their soldiers for times of conflict and need. The U.S. and South Korea traditionally have done this. Russia and China have begun doing this. Any country with international military capabilities performs such exercises to keep their teams well prepared. That being said, normally these training exercises are watched very closely by other international actors for potential glimpses at 1. The military capabilities of the country 2. The expertise with which the exercise is carried out 3. The region and the reach of the exercise and 4. As a glimpse of potential actions that may come in the near future. Though thought, the thought process is, if you're practicing sending bombers over the Baltic Sea, Russia, it means you're making and practicing a military strategy for a reason. That's why, even if Finland, Denmark, Poland, and Sweden did not believe Russia was going to bomb them today, they still scrambled their fighter jets to intercept in order to give their own military experience at doing so in case the day actually does come. While training exercises are again quite normal across the globe, it's only Wednesday, people. Let's make it to Fun Day Friday, please. And a last piece of news from the Associated Press, Oddities section. Male fraud suspect named Speedy Gonzalez arrested in Georgia. That's right, Lo-Fi Nation, there's a real Speedy Gonzalez out there. And just like your favorite cartoon mouse, this Speedy loves that cheddar too. He was reported stealing checks from neighbors' mailboxes then speeding to cash them, then speeding away from authorities and arrest warrants in Alabama and Georgia and briefly being spotted in Tennessee before returning to Georgia where Speedy eluded the coppers for more than a month before he was finally caught for his heinous cheese-stealing crimes against Georginians. The implications. Leave people's cheddar alone, lo-fi nation. No one likes their cheese being stolen. And a side note to criminals everywhere. Leave cartoon characters out of your ridiculousness. Think of the children, man. Think of the children. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Please write in with your questions, comments, or requests for our new segments to lofi poli-sci at planetmail.com. That's lofi, L-O-F-I, poli, P-O-L-I, sci, S-C-I, at planetmail.com. Let me say thank you so much for listening. Stay safe, wash those hands, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Lo-Fi Poli-Sci Podcast. Pickering, signing off.